0: All right, guys. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about apps that will make your lives easier. Listen, we all have a little bit extra time on our hands. And I know, I know we've been avoiding putting some of these systems in place because it just takes time. But I guarantee you, if you pick one, two, or even five of these applications and implement them into your business strategy, you will be in for so much more smoother sailing moving forward. So we invite you to join us for this episode. And uh, find some apps that might make your life a whole lot better.
1: We are gathered here today to bring together the wedding community. Whether you are a seasoned pro, a newbie planning to start your own wedding business, or an engaged couple hoping to see behind the scenes, we're here to share tips, tricks, and laughs with you as we talk weddings. The Union Podcast is a show that aims to build a community for those in the wedding planning trenches. Join Jamie Wolfer, Heather Larie Fear, and special guests in roundtable discussions about the challenges and joys of the wedding business. And now here come your hosts, Jamie and Heather. Jamie,
2: I am so excited to talk systems today with our audience because this is something you know I am all about. Girl, you are
0: all about this. You, you schooled me early on. What was it like eight months ago? You were like, Whoa, do I have some apps for you? So, guys, we're so excited to share these with you today just to help us be more productive, get more streamlined, and get some of those nitty gritty detail stuff off of our plate and into some sort of application out there on the internet to make us better business people.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of amazing tools out there. And sometimes when you're looking for a tool to help you, get the job done. It's a little overwhelming to even make sense of it. So basically, Jamie and I have organized some of our favorites here in a few different categories. And we just want to talk about how we utilize them and why these are things you might want to consider integrating into what you got going on to make running your business a wee bit easier.
0: And to kick things off, what I'd love to say is so many of these are either free or very, very inexpensive and they're all products that Heather and I have personally worked with. So we know what they look like behind the scenes. We know the user interface, and we're really, really satisfied with the experience that we've had with each of them. So we're really looking forward to sharing some of these things with you because who doesn't want to have more free time? So where do you want to start, Jamie? You call it. I say let's start with socials, like social media. How can we make that beast easier to manage right now? Because I know, I don't know about you, but I am on Instagram stories all the time these days, just like watching people, seeing what they're doing with their day. Is their life going as, as radically fun as mine is? You know? So, what can we be doing to make sure that our social media presence is still just as strong and being constant because people are, really are truly flocking to social media to look for a distraction, to look for information,
2: or just to look at fun things? I agree. I think that's a good place to start. So, I know you and I both do a little bit of pre planning. For our posts on Instagram, I use Planoly, which I think is pretty easy to use. And they do have a free version, which I enjoy. I haven't decided to upgrade for myself because I just don't go that heavy on my posts on Instagram. So I'm able to kind of keep up with it with the free version. But I do like how their you know, system works. It's very easy to manage, very intuitive. It does have some features on there I I can't use because I don't have the paid version with a little more advanced features and videos and stuff you can integrate. What are you using over there to run your Instagram? We are using Appy. At least I think that's how it's pronounced. It's A-P-P-H-I.
0: So it could be Affy. Who knows? But I'm pretty sure it's Appy. And I do have the paid version. It's $6 a month though, which is like ridiculously cheap, which means we have unlimited post uploads. There is an option if we wanted to upgrade further from that, that it could actually schedule out Instagram stories for us as well. I haven't quite seen a need for that just yet, simply because I don't have enough stuff. I feel like to be sharing that I would pre-film, but it's such a great asset for us. So my assistant will, at the beginning of the week, sit down and schedule out all of our posts for the week. She'll shoot me a text or an email and tell me to go do the captions. In fact, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes if you follow me uh, on Instagram or follow us, you'll see that sometimes a post will go up and it will literally say caption here and everyone will already be tagged. Yeah. I but that's that just because I...
2: One time, And I was like, should I text her and tell her this is here? And then like the next time I looked at it, like five minutes later, it was already changed. And I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't intentional. I thought maybe you were calling for people to give the caption. You know, it could have been...
0: No, my sweet assistant is like, look, I can tag people and I pick pretty photos, but like writing captions is is not my thing, which is fine because I still actually really enjoy doing that. But sometimes just sitting down and writing them all out takes a bit of time. But... Having that done at the beginning of the week then frees us up tremendously. And then it also means we can plan out our grid. And that's why I like Appy so much. If you look at our grid specifically, there is a little bit of a pattern that we've got going on. So I like working with Appy because there's like a drag and drop grid option. So you can see what it's going to look like moving forward with your previous posts that you already have there and what you're going to go ahead and lock into place moving, moving on. So... I really like the interface. I did splurge. We are spending six bucks a month, but to me, it's like, I know, I'm such a big spender. You don't tell me I know. you know. Uh, but to me, it, it feels so worth it because then we can maintain our social media presence and show up every single day without coming up with a new photo, coming up with a new caption on the spot every single day, because I personally find that to be way more overwhelming.
2: It is, and the reason I think these resources are so helpful as a business owner is because when you open up your social media platform, and you go to take that great action of putting up your posts for the day or for every couple of days or whatever your schedule looks like, you tend to get sucked into that funnel of social media world. And suddenly you are on there looking at what other people are posting and you're just going down the internet spiral. And so you're not being efficient with your time, which is, I think, where as a business owner, you need to focus on providing the content and not so much taking the content in when it is not necessarily in your best interest, which sometimes happens on Instagram. So I think this is a great way to control your time investment into your social media.
0: Exactly. And I like that it's a separate application. So you, there is no temptation to go look at stories. There is no temptation to go look at other people's feeds or anything like that. You're just planning on a separate app on your phone... Or uh, for us, there's a desktop version as well, which I think Planoly offers too. So I like having it on a bigger screen because I feel like my brain works better on a big screen too. So I think that that's definitely one of my favorite social media apps.
2: Now, what do you do beyond how the grid looks for the aesthetic to create beautiful pieces of content, images to go up on your stories and posts? I love Canva.
0: I love Canva. We have a paid version of that too. That's what I use for all of my YouTube thumbnails. I think the user interface is ridiculously easy. So for those of you who don't know, Canva is a website where you can create Instagram posts, you can create stories, you can do Facebook posts or headers, YouTube art, YouTube thumbnails. They already have all of the right measurements for you. So all you have to do is go through and select the template that you want and you can create something. So it's something that I turned to forever ago when I started my channel and then more recently delved into, oh my gosh, I could put words on an Instagram post. What? This is crazy. So that's another way that we can really create branded content. So I've even uploaded our specific brand fonts in there. So when I go to create a post, it can have the same exact fonts that we have on our website, that we have on all of our other
2: communications. So it really has a great thematic element to it. Yes. You are good at that, girl. And I've got to get better at that. My strong suit is not graphic design or even the simple version of graphic design in Canva. But I'm trying and it is literally simple enough for someone completely lacking skills in that department, I will say from my perspective. (laughs) So that's all very Instagram-centric. Now, I wanted to talk about something folks can use over on Facebook that is super powerful for businesses. There's something called the chatbot, which... Is a tool to engage folks who reach out to you, who make that first contact through your Facebook page. So perhaps your call to action there is like message us to set up a consultation, or ask more about pricing, or whatever it is you're getting that conversation going with. And you can set up a chat bot with the tool ManyChat to actually have some preset conversations, and you can set up an almost like an email list within your Facebook chat using that tool. It's really cool. It's been very powerful for a lot of marketers and is definitely something that folks in this industry could totally utilize. Oh, absolutely.
0: I feel like I don't even touch Facebook, Facebook messages at all because there's just so many message locations. So if I had a chatbot set up, the amount of people that I could really work through the pipeline would be completely different. <laughs> I'm probably a terrible business person for not doing this, but I can't even touch Facebook messages. So if I had something like that, think that would be really like, I wrote that down. I think I'm going to go look into that.
2: All right, you guys, you know that Jamie and I love a nice resource, a little tool, a little software to keep our lives in the flow as we're doing our work.
0: Absolutely. You guys know, I've talked about this in episodes before. I used to be so chaotic behind the scenes. I had different binders for every client. There were notepads all over my house and then I'd be racking my brain trying to figure out when did that person inquire? When did they reach out to me first? When's the last time I heard from them? What's going on with my life? And then I found HoneyBook. You guys, I see you love HoneyBook. When I found out that this was a resource, that each individual client could have their own portfolio and I could store things there and share things with them, it was a game changer for my business. Now I don't have to second guess when someone contacted me or how long an inquiry has been active nor do I have to organize everything into individual folders on my computer. No, no,
2: I've got HoneyBook, my sweet, sweet HoneyBook to take care of that for me. So you guys should be like Jamie. She is a wise woman. Go check out HoneyBook and you can get 50% off on your HoneyBook account by using our special link, theunionpodcast.com slash HoneyBook. Go check it out. And we are pretty sure you're going to love it as much as Jamie does. Well, and the reality is, you guys, for Jamie, for all of us, you know, we can't do everything. So, as we're talking about stuff today, don't feel like you need to get every single one of these things and try to set all of them up right now and master all of them. It's just integrating one thing at a time, finding what works for your audience and where your leads are going to come from. And then dialing that in. So, you know, it's great to know about these tools and to add the ones in that you're like, Oh, that would be great. I do really well on messenger when I'm over coming out of Instagram, starting conversations. So maybe I should be trying that on my Facebook page, but for you, if that's not the way you approach it, like don't feel like you have to add this in and, and make your life completely overwhelmed with different apps. Yeah. Speaking of which, do you use Zapier at all? I do use Zapier a bit to connect the dots between different apps I'm using. But for the most part, I really try to find things that, that have the integrations already built in. Um, just because I know the zaps can start adding up. I think it's some of them are it's like pay per zap or something. We have the option where I've just upgraded to a new level.
0: I haven't seen a pay per zap that probably exists, but I haven't quite seen that. So Zapier is basically an application where you can set up triggers within the app. So for me, if I post something to Instagram, it triggers a zap and it will then post that same exact thing to Pinterest for me. Because one thing that I've really started to realize over the past year or so is Pinterest marketing could be so powerful. I hired someone to do a campaign for the master plan and put together a Pinterest campaign. So many sales have come in through that, which is just radical. So for me... To have the Zap set up that every time I post on Instagram or every time I post on YouTube, that it automatically posts to our Pinterest as well. Like that's just like reusing the same exact stuff in so many different areas. So I happen to like Zapier. It does require a little bit of elbow grease to get that to work and to connect your accounts. But if that means that every time I sit down on a Monday and My assistant plans out our posts and then I write the captions. It gets posted on Instagram and then automatically on Pinterest. So that one day of doing all that effort, putting out all those captions will get me content on multiple platforms. So I happen to really like Zapier for that
2: reason. Yeah, repurposing things is very wise. And as you create videos over on YouTube, like you could be using snippets of that on IGTV, like cross pollinating all this amazing content that we're producing or you're producing or you know, whoever's listening is producing, that's a, a wise thing to do. I think it makes the most of every little bit of effort you're putting in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about the team management systems we got going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I know you guys have heard us talk about this before, but like we do a lot of our broad spectrum planning and one-on-one conversations with clients through HoneyBook. And Honeybook is something that I've used for years already, and I really, really do enjoy it. And it's a great place to kind of store a lot of information to maintain conversations with clients, automatically updates our calendar with booked weddings, potential weddings, those sorts of things. So it helps because all of us, all of my team, we're all on the same page. We know when a date is booked. I don't have to go schedule it in a new calendar. I don't have to go re input that information anywhere else. I can also maintain individual client conversation threads. In their folder. So it's really quick and easy to go in there. And this is all automatically done by HoneyBook. So the interface is really created for wedding vendors specifically because they know that you have multiple communications. You've got multiple different folders that you're going to need to be working out of.
2: So I really like HoneyBook for that reason. Yeah. It is a great app and I've gotten to use it a bit on events that I've partnered with you on. And it is, it is really awesome and super easy to kind of follow along with, be able to check in on different conversations you've already had with the person or information you uploaded or they uploaded. And it just consolidates everything. I, I do love that. Um, for what I do, since I'm running my business a little bit differently, and it's a lot more online-based, I'm not using a central hub like that. But I do use something as a central hub, but it's, it's totally different. It's called Asana. Have you ever used that?
0: I have kind of poked around with it a little bit because you mentioned it, but that's literally all I've done. I did when I formally hired on my assistant, I was like, all right, cool. We're going to do this. And I haven't touched
2: it in like four weeks.
0: So I found it to be ridiculously easy. I just keep forgetting to use it.
2: Yeah. It's basically a big chart where you can add your own to-dos. So, And you can assign things out to other people on your team. You can create templates within your company of recurring tasks and have them assigned to certain people and just duplicate those same patterns you know, over and over and assign them out to those people automatically with different... you know, Let's say it was for a wedding, you could just duplicate, you know this is our wedding checklist of all the things we need to do for our client. And every time you get a new client, you just set one up and it guides you and your team through it. But I use that for managing you know, content coming out, uh, when we have new blog posts or interviews or features, different things like that, also for just developing back-end content and partnerships and stuff that I have going on. So it's really great to kind of keep everybody on the team on the schedule of when things are due. A similar software that I personally don't use, but is, is similar, it's just kind of gra- like set up a little bit different with the visuals is called Trello. And just in case anyone's worried and trying to figure out how to spell these things, we will put all these links in the notes because some of these apps do spell their names kind of crazy. Yeah, there's some weird app name. Let's be honest. They are. So we'll just link all this stuff on that page for you guys, make it easy. But Trello and Asana, I love for keeping the kind of collaborative to do list for the whole team. And what's really nice is they are both completely free for the normal business version. So you don't have to invest any money there unless you've got a team of like 10 plus people or 20 plus people, you know, as it starts getting bigger then you'd need, you know, the industrial level version. So what I also like to use to keep the communication flowing, because sometimes communication can be a little off, you know, Slack is an amazing tool to keep the lines of communication open with your team without flooding your inbox. Have you used this one, Jane? No, of course I haven't. It's okay. You don't need all of these things. But this is an amazing one, especially if you have your team all working virtually, which right now the whole world is at one time experiencing work from home life for the first time. And I've heard a lot of talk about Slack and also Zoom. But Slack is one that is super helpful to keep little side conversations going. Or you know, if you have a group project going, you can get everybody in one little chat together and leave all the conversations about that right there. So you're not digging through your inbox, trying to find you know, what so-and-so said. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Because I'm the type that the little notification number next to my inbox gives me anxiety. Oh, yeah. Like
0: if I know that I've got 15 emails, I do not sleep well. <laughs>
2: yeah. I am no. inbox zero sort of gal. That is my goal. Inbox zero.
0: Oh, I love inbox. I got that yesterday. And I walked my phone over to my husband and showed him. I was like, look,
2: look what I did. Do I get an award? Can I get a trophy for this, please? He's like, what did you do?
0: And I'm like, I answered all of them. Within 30 minutes, I had two more and I was like, no.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, a good thing. You want the people to keep reaching out to you. I know. Boy, is it nice when you get it to zero and you feel like, whew, that was an achievement. I know for in our household, my husband who he struggles with his inbox getting to zero. And sometimes I have to jump in there and like do a little assist and look through what he's got in his inbox and be like, no, you don't need to look at this. This is spam. Why are you even waiting and looking at this bogging up your inbox? What are you doing? So (gasps) you're his inbox bouncer. I do. I do help him with that sometimes because I do find a lot of joy in a nice, clean, tidy inbox. But on that note, keeping things easy in there. Sometimes there's a lot of conversations back forth, back forth about scheduling things and calendar management. What apps do you recommend for folks to keep their calendar nice and tidy? Okay. Quick interruption for you guys, but only because we're really excited about this. Okay. Okay. We started a Facebook group. Yeah. Because we want to connect with you guys and we want you to connect with each other because we are not just trying to be here on the microphone, chatting at you, we want to connect and make a community. So come join us on Facebook in our group. It's called the union podcast community. Join the fun. Let's support each other and rise together with our businesses. And let's be friends. Yes, please. <laughs> See y'all in the
0: group. See you there. So for me, I really love using iCalendar simply because we don't have anyone scheduling time with me a whole lot, so to speak. Occasionally, I'll do meet and greet phone calls, but I'm one of the lead planners that works for me now handles most of those. So for me, it's more a matter of communicating this stuff with my husband. <laughs> so it's like, hey, here's when you're going to be in charge of the small people. So I like the ability to share calendars on iCalendar. I haven't really stepped up out of that. I have made a Calendly account because I know you're about to talk about it. So I'm going to say that first. I did make one. I just I just haven't used. That's going to be the theme of today's podcast. The accounts that Jamie has started but hasn't used. That's one of them. So for us, iCal tends to work. But I know that when we pick up with online consultations, hopefully a little bit more soon, we will be probably implementing Calendly.
2: Okay, I like that. And Calendly is something I use for booking one-on-one calls with couples. I also use it to manage my group calls with um, the folks who are in my club. And I also use it to manage podcast scheduling for this, for this little thing we got going on, and for guesting on other folks' podcasts and just kind of arranging a time that works for everybody. Cause I found that there was so much back and forth, and I'm free on Thursday. Okay, what time Thursday? And then you're back forth, like six emails to get one thing booked. So this really cuts you directly to the uh, booking and makes it really easy. I also use Google calendars as far as in our home. We use that to, again, block off scheduling for the little people in the home. So that's helpful there.
0: Yeah. We need family communication because both of us have small children and scheduling out and working from home already, which is something both Heather and I have done for quite a while. It does get quite complicated when there's small people that make noise, like just
2: lots of noise. <laughs> so much noise. So, so tiny, but so loud.
1: Oh loud! Why? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so use those tools, folks. You're gonna want to get that schedule wrangled in. And depending on the situation you have, you may see one or the other are better for you. One feature I'll note about Calendly is free for like a one single calendar situation. But if you have a team and you're integrating those calendars, or you have the option to upgrade to a setup where, Say, I wanted to book an hour call talking to Jamie. I could go on her Calendly, book that call, and it would connect with Stripe, which is one of the payment processing systems I like. And it will just bill me for that there. When I book her time, I can bam, pay for it right there. As I book that time on her calendar, she didn't have to talk to me or spend any time dealing with me until the scheduled time that I paid for. So that's a super convenient way if you're doing consultation calls that are paid or anything in that wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, which I think honestly is something that I would love to surge forward towards because I do think that there's a market for that. Just online consultations. And for the most part, I think I did FaceTime and Skype for a long time. I moved over to Zoom recently, as I think so many people are. I love Zoom's interface. I love how accessible it is. And I love the video quality tends to be pretty good. I know obviously internet sometimes affect that a little bit, but I think it'd be a good idea. That's something that I plan on doing is how do we implement a Calendly account onto our website so people can book out these consultations that then we can host on Zoom.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of ways to integrate these things. It gets pretty crazy. I guess talking about Stripe with payment processing and stuff, this kind of goes into the online biz angle of things. For those of you who've worked You know, just in person events, had in person consultations or phone conversations with folks. Now, if you're looking to mix things up and go a little more virtual, or at least for the time being, go more virtual, you may be considering like, how do I bill people if I'm not getting a check from them or not just having them PayPal or Venmo me? I want something a little more official. You know, Stripe is amazing. Stripe integrates. It's kind of the, it's actually, I think a merchant account is technically what it's categorized as. So it's akin to setting up a merchant account with a bank, but it's all online, so super easy to do. And it's secure and all that stuff. It handles all that, that tricky stuff that makes sure people's credit card numbers are safe and whatnot. But on the front end of that, you would have a cart platform for setting up you know, people to actually be able to make the purchase. And one tool I really recommend for that is ThriveCart. It's an amazing tool to build out your shopping cart pages, which, depending on what you do, you know, maybe you haven't needed this before, or and you're now looking at setting up a virtual course or something like that, and you're going, hmm, how am I? How do I collect people's money? And this is really the tool to fill that gap. And it's nice because they actually just have a one-time fee. At least currently, their pricing model is just you pay them once. You're not paying a monthly fee. So when you invest in it, you've got it long-term. And it integrates with PayPal, Stripe. It integrates with your email drip systems, all those sort of things. So it's pretty, pretty helpful in that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know. Hearing all this, I'm so pumped. I just want to go onto my website, start scooting some stuff around. I'm going to get a Thrive ca- Thrivecart account, I'm going get a Stripe account, and then I'm going to put my Calendly up there. Like I'm feeling super motivated right now. But I know that some of you are listening to this thinking, okay, but I'm... I'm one person. Like I can't do all of that. And that is totally understandable and totally justifiable. The last section that we want to talk about today is actually either outsourcing or building your team. Now, this is something that we're going to go into much more detail in next week's episode. We're interviewing Dave with Amari Productions on actually building out associate teams and what that looks like and how you can implement that into your business. But if you just have little things that you need to do or you need an online assistant or you need an intern, you know, finding someone like that can be really difficult. And Heather, you stinking opened my eyes right before I released the master plan. You're like, no, 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 no. Hold on. (laughs) I need you for like an hour. And you blew my mind when you started sharing stuff like Acadium. Um, And then we talked a little bit about Upwork. And I know just before we started recording, you mentioned Fiverr. So talk to me a little about, about what Acadium is specifically, because obviously, I have very little experience with it, but
2: you, you know it quite well. Yes. I have worked with them since they were called Gen M, which was their prior name. And they are basically a big, huge online database of people who want to be virtual interns or apprentices, I think they call them. Often they're folks who are in college or they're kind of working on making a career change. So they're just wanting to get exposure to someone with a company in a certain industry. And they are all marketing-based. I do believe the whole platform is angled towards marketing. So you can find interns on there for helping with your social media, for building out the sales processes, or I guess like the sales angles and copy and whatnot for a new item that you're going to promote all those sorta of things. But what's really cool is as opposed to going and scouring your local community college, which you can't even go to the community college in person right now, but and trying to find someone that wants to help you with this and hoping they're good, is you actually get this big pool of folks. You can reach out to them in bulk and like look at people's profiles and message them and then have them apply and it's only $150, I think, that's for 3 months. For the person to be your virtual intern and they kind of like integrate the whole thing. So that's for 10 hours a week that they're supposed to be working with your company. And it is something where, as the business owner, you're supposed to kind of be educating this person. It's more angled towards being an apprentice versus an intern. So, not just like send them a pile of things and say staple all this together or something. You want to actually be teaching them and exposing them to new things that we're going to help them with their progress in their career. But you can find amazing folks in there. I've had 4 interns from there. And they were all really good. The key for managing that sort of process is on the front end, taking your time and finding someone really good and setting up some barriers before you bring someone onto your team and start trusting them to do the workload is maybe set up a little, throw out another tool, type form, Little survey for them to do to get more information about them. Maybe have them do like a little mini test project. Like give a couple levels of barriers for them to go through before you decide to move ahead and actually have them on your team. The whole hire slow, fire fast angle. And then that way, when you get someone on there, they you you know they're going to be great. And then what's happened for me is I've actually ended up hiring and bringing them fully onto my team as a paid member of the team twice. So I've had really good luck with it. But it's exceptionally affordable as far as looking at it as the business person. And if you're looking for someone that can do things virtually, it's a great resource.
0: Okay. So we're going to take a break from the episode really quickly because we got to tell you about our friends over at 50flowers.com. 50flowers is the customer-centric online destination for wholesale flowers shipped fresh from the farm straight to your door. They believe that flowers have the power to elevate any day or occasion into an unforgettable sensory experience. So whether you are designing your dream wedding or event or styling an editorial photo shoot, they take pride in providing you with the highest quality flowers that will inspire your vision, ignite creativity, and empower you to create a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Be sure to shop online at VickiFlowers.com and use code UNION for 10% off your order. And Heather, when you first told me about this, I it blew my mind. I was like, wait, there are people out there, there's like a group of them that I could tap into if I basically want a free intern apprentice type thing. And it just is, it really and truly is an amazing resource. And while I haven't fully gone through and brought on an apprentice, which because to be totally honest, I haven't done the grunt work that I would need to do. To make sure I'm hiring the right person, which is why I haven't done anything along those lines. Cause I do wanna go through a slow hiring process. I do wanna know exactly what I want from them, but I wasn't in a place to get all of that set up just yet. So even if you're hearing this, you're like, I can't do that just yet. Guess what? Neither can I. But now you know there's a resource there that you can turn to to get that handled when you are ready. So I hope to be ready for that. I hope to have enough work ready for an apprentice sometime soon. But in the meantime, obviously, I do have a couple of assistants that are doing wonderful work. So it's just a great resource for you guys to be aware of. Now, there is another one that we mentioned and that's Upwork. I've personally used Upwork for a handful of things. That whole Pinterest thing that I mentioned earlier when we put together a campaign for the master plan, I hired someone through there and she put together a quote for me on basically how long it would take her to put this together, borrowed a couple images from me for, to, to create those pins figured out what my branding was, and put together a full-on sweeping campaign. She set up the back end of my Pinterest for me. She did all of it. And it's all because I posted one ad um, and was able to connect with someone who did an incredible job for a very, very inexpensive rate, in my opinion. So I like Upwork. I know people can hire more long-term situations, but you can also do more freelance stuff there too.
2: For sure. I have used Upwork many times uh, with my current company and my prior company and actually in addition to using upwork there is something if you're looking for someone that you're really okay with them being virtual anywhere which i suggest being open to this you guys we're in a global economy now onlinejobs.ph is a resource to find folks in the philippines where a good solid wage is like 5 dollars an hour now i know some of you are going to be like heather america Fight for our people. We need to have our people have jobs. And that is totally true. But I'm also going to say if you need someone to do little random odd jobs that would not be a satisfying job for someone here, like with my old company, I needed someone to literally just move spreadsheets around for a lot of hours every week. And it was a very, very boring job that we tried to hire someone locally and we were paying them like $15 an hour and they were miserable where we found someone who was getting their master's in the Philippines for $5 an hour who was overjoyed to do this job because that $5 an hour job for them meant they were taking care of their entire extended family and being like one of the most successful people in their neighborhood. So that perspective shift for the level of the work that here people would not be that into, you can find amazing people there and very skilled, great at speaking English. I know it's kind of a controversial thing to be outsourcing abroad. But if you're into that sort of thing, it is a good resource. Again, be careful with your screening. I'd say that with Upwork, uh, Fiverr is another option, similar concept uh, where you can find people all over the world who have specialized skills. Screen a lot, you guys. Take your time. Don't hire someone. That's the first person you'll look at. You know, like Take your time and and make sure you're getting the right person. And really a big part of the responsibility is on you to be able to explain what you need them to do exceptionally well because you are working with them virtually. So you're going to want to really dial in your SOPs or standard operating procedures of how you're going to manage them and how you're going to explain and detail the deliverables of what you need from them and the timeline and how often you need them to check in like thinking through those processes, because if you're managing someone remotely and you just toss them a project and you don't talk to them for a month, you you're setting yourself up for a potential problem where you really want to give regular check-in intervals, know kind of where they should be moving through that project at what pace, just to keep yourself from getting stressed out and anxious, but also from them doing a whole bunch of work and, and doing it wrong. And then coming to you a month later and being like, I've done 50 hours of work and it's all completely wrong. So those are, those are key things with virtual teams, but uh, that's pretty much all on that. But Upwork, love it. It's great. Yeah.
0: I honestly, and I think right now we're going to see a huge surge of people moving into the digital space, whether they're becoming virtual personal assistants. I really do think that the people who want to be hired virtually, is going to go up quite a bit in the coming months. And understandably so. They're either looking to supplement incomes or they're now looking for a new primary form of income. So we are going to see a huge surge in that area. And so I would say, let's help them out and let's help ourselves out at the same time and make sure that we're really kind of finally diving into these areas of our business that we're like, I can't do all of it. Guess what? You don't have to. You can use a platform like Acadium. You can use Upwork and you can use Fiverr. You've got some options here. So you can find yourself either temporary personal assistant or someone temporary to help you out with little itty-bitty details like moving spreadsheets back and forth. Or you can find a longstanding member that will be someone permanent on your team moving forward, much like Heather has, which is so incredible because she had such a great vetting process. She now has employees.
2: Like You sound so fancy saying that. That's so cool. Yes. And I will note that you need to proceed with caution with contractors versus employees. I know this is like a hot button issue for the folks in the wedding industry. So that is something to also include in your screening process if you're hiring someone on Upwork and you're going to be having them to do projects long-term as opposed to them being kind of their own independent business and coming in and doing one-off specialty projects for you. So keep that in mind. We can do a separate episode about that. That's a whole episode. Whole <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, I think that covers a pretty big amount of opportunities here for you to utilize some new apps, some new tools to run your business even more professionally and more streamlined. So I hope this gives you guys some guidance and, ho- and hope and support right now that you need given the craziness of the world. Wash your hands, take care of yourselves. Jamie, anything else?
0: Yeah. And I know you're probably feeling a little stir crazy and you're feeling a little unsettled. Pick and choose. You can cherry pick some of these apps if you want to. You don't have to use a single one if you don't want to. But I will say that once you get these programs up and running, it will free you up and it will free up your time. And that is our biggest hope and prayer for you is that some of these can just provide you some relief because life is already so stressful right now. So, take advantage of some of these. Be sure to check out the show notes where everything will be linked and listed because some of these names are real wonky and we don't want you guessing. We want to have those links nice and ready for you. So hopefully this is encouraging to you. And we want you to know that we're here for you and we're going to do our best to continue to bring resources that are going to build your business and uplift you during this crazy time because nobody knows what they're doing. We don't know
2: what we're doing. Yeah. We're all just figuring out, you guys. That's the joke of life, but we're doing the best we can. We want to help you do the best you can. And for the love of God, wash your hands. Okay. Be safe out
1: there. Yes, please. You've just walked down the aisle of today's episode of the Union Podcast. Thank you for celebrating today's show with us. We hope that you found a little gem of wedding wisdom from this episode. Please let us know your feedback by sharing a screenshot of this episode on Instagram. Be sure to tag at Union Podcast so we can hear your voices. Let us know what topics you'd love to hear about on future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Until next time, stay lovely, wedding friends.
0: Yay. Sometimes I get halfway through the sentences and I'm like, what are you saying? Wrap it up. Get out. Get out.
2: To me very often.
0: It's like word vomit. I'm
2: just like, what am I doing? <laughs> What's happening? Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>